0: All right, it's your boy k Jeff uh, I'm the host of the Unashamed sports podcast on the family podcast network because when my come in they gotta use the scale that they weigh the whales with uh. what's going on everybody um it's your boy once again K to the Jeff I got, I got a special guest today
1: with me I'm gonna let him introduce himself. B. Swain, what's up, y'all? B. B Swain in the hills. B. Easy, either or, whatever you want to call me. I'm just happy to be here this yes morning. Yes, sir. We're happy to have you, brother. Thank you for joining the show. So before we dive into
0: um, our hot topics today, man, I do want to take some time out to um, update the few followers and supports that we have had. Have had. I'm sorry, and, and just let them know. I know we've uh, been MIA. For the last couple of months, I've had folks reach out to me constantly asking, Yo, Kev, when is the next show? You know, when are you guys going to bring out some more heat? And I want to say thank you to those people who have um, followed up with me to, you know, look for some more content. Uh, we, we have been behind the scenes, you know, working through um, to make our product better. And so I know we... Um, we're not able to record the first quarter of the year, but we hope to now bring you guys back to um, some hot smoking takes locally and nationally within the sports world. Um, we've got some very very exciting um, news coming up with the podcast. we recently partnered with um, the Cheats Movement and the Family uh, Network Podcast Network um, to to bring you guys some more um, enticing sports news. So we're excited for that, and um, you know we'll get everybody moving and. Get everybody what they want to hear, right? Beast swizzle Yeah, that's right. But for those who are following us, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel, on Instagram, uh, Apple Music, and Spotify. Um, and, and we also are now a part of uh, the Family Podcast Network, so you could go on there, um, and, and it's a whole lot of um, banging uh, podcasts who who are a part of that family network. Let me just say that. So go on there, tap in, um, see what you like, go through and. Uh, Reach out to me at Sportscast at gmail.com if you have questions, suggestions, or things that we can do to continue to spice up our uh, weekly takes. All right? So with that being said, today we got a full array of uh, hot topics for you guys. Um, We're going to cover, we're going to dive into some of the local um, sports, youth sports, high school sports. Um, We're also going to dive into um, some national attention regarding my man D-Watt, Deshaun Watson, and and his trade in deal multi-million dollar mega deal um, that he recently signed with the Cleveland Browns. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, of course, um, what would we be without not, without talking about March Madness and, um, you know, what's going on in the NCAA? Two fellow Tar Heel fans <laughs> right here, so you know we're going to give it to you live. Um, so that's what we got in store for you guys today. Let's start at the very tippity-top. Um so swain for for those of you who um you know are wondering who this guy is beside me, he introduced himself terrifically <laughs> um is it, a local um athlete Swain played at george whiff back in night was in nineteen eighty
1: no no, I'm not that old um I attended whiff ninety eight to two thousand and two played basketball I actually think you know we are. The Mecca of basketball. Oh man! And richer to be honest. Oh
0: man, you putting a lot of smoke on yourself, man. You got people be listening. <laughs> the Mecca of basketball. Well, no, huh? we
1: were, we were. I put that in past since we were. You know, you know, we having hard times right now, but we'll we'll get back. Okay, We'll get
0: back. George Ruth, the Mecca of basketball. Quote it. Quote him saying that. <laughs> That's all right, brother. That's all right. Um. So first things first, Wayne. Um. And, and, and folks out there, so. We'll we'll start with basketball. We've had a ton of success locally with our uh, high school basketball teams. Uh, This past year saw several uh, local teams, and I'm saying local, I'm speaking uh, Richmond and surrounding areas. So Richmond, Henrico, Chesterfield, uh, Petersburg, Hopewell, we saw a lot of local high school basketball teams uh, either reach the state finals or actually win. Um, the state finals. We saw uh, the Veranda Blue Devils off of Route 5 mm-hmm. capture their uh, Division F- Class 4 state championship. We saw uh, the Highland Springs Springers capture the uh, Class 5 state championship. We saw the John Marshall Justices capture the Class 2. Yeah, 2A. The, 2A um, state basketball championship. And then we also were able to see Petersburg, Crimson Tide, um reach the state uh, final. And, and from what I heard, that was a good game. Um, as well, so a, a lot of success locally. And so I guess my first question is, and, and Swain, I'm going to let you start off, man. Do you think that with the recent success of the local programs, um, it has gotten easier with kind of the the breaking of, of the classes? So, you know, like I said, you you've got four state championships or three or four state championships within a 30 mile radius of each other. Um, is that something that you feel like benefits local athletes or i mean what were your thoughts toward that compared to how when you grew up playing it wasn't like that
1: i mean a lot of you know a lot of people my age we feel that it is easier mm. but at the same time you know we can't fault the kids because oh absolutely that's how you know everything changed mm-hmm. so and it's bringing a lot of success back to the city because for a while like when I was in school, and even before I was in school, like the Tidewater area, they used to beat us in everything. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, the tables have turned, we are beating them now. So, and we bring in, like, like I said, a lot of success, like Petersburg, John Marshall, Verrina, Highland Springs. It was good to see all teams at the Seagull Center. So, agreed, agreed.
0: And to, to your point, um, and I guess my next question is more so related to the recruiting. So, for those who have watched um, previous episodes um, for Unashamed. You know that one of our core missions is to bring back awareness to to local athletes. And a part of that includes trying to get athletes, local athletes, especially that attention that I I feel like the greater Richmond athletes have been missing for a long time. So do you feel like with folks being able to now play and host and win and compete? On a state level, within their respective divisions, do you think that that helps for the future generation of athletes to be more recognized by some of these Division One schools?
1: I would say yes, because you know, being that in the whole metro area, we had what three teams to go to the states, right? Yeah, four. Teams. So it's, yeah, four teams. I'm sorry, four teams to go to the states. Um, we'll definitely be uh you know more recognized as far as you know uh. Bringing more coaches to the area. Yeah, and um, there's a program. I don't know if you know about it. Um, it's a guy he do a assist program. Okay. So basically, uh, shout out to Deron too, Deron Carter. Yes, sir. Basically, exciting. what he do is, um, you know, kids that doesn't that don't have offers, mm-hmm. he pretty much you know set up a clinic for them to play in front of junior college coaches. Oh, that's dope. D1 coaches, D2. So I think that's you know that's good for them because. That wasn't there when you were in school, or it might have just started when you were in there. I think a couple of years after I left school, yeah. it started out. Yeah, and um, like you know, we didn't have YouTube or or nothing like that. What what Deron is doing now, we didn't have that. Yes, sir. So you know, it's a you know, it's a better way for uh, pretty much a better way for kids to get at least get to play what D one, D two, or D three. Yep. You start at the JUCO level and. You know, you just show your talents pretty much. So.
0: I agree, man. And, and I want to piggyback off of what you said related to your first response and what you said about um, it benefiting the kids. Because that's what it's all about to me. Yeah. And, I, and I do agree with your assessment that Richmond has kind of lacked for a number of years related to just being able to catch up with some of um, the other regions or other areas um, in their competitive natures, because I know when I was in school and I came out of Haricot High School in, in '09, um, it was you know a situation where then, you know, we were competing in the Capital District, so we were competing against the Raranas and the Highland Springs year in and year out, in, in, in all sports. And so now you have opportunities for kids, because I think with success comes opportunity, yeah. right, and vice versa. So if you have a program who can compete each year in regions and state championships, um, they naturally will get that exposure because a lot of recruiters tend to gravitate more to a lot of those venues. So like, you know, we saw at this this year's state championship tournaments, which we had, where you had teams from each region competing at the Siegel Center, you know, I'm sure there were a number of recruits there just to see good basketball. And I mean, we've seen so many success stories in the past, dating back to the early '80s, late '90s, where people have been recruited on accident. And what I mean by that is, a recruit might come to see one player, and then they like another player grabs their attention. So to me, that's great for the area. That's great for local sports. Um, I'm I'm gracious that they have been able to move in a direction that's more proactive and get those. Um, local schools, some more recognition within their respective um, regions versus having them compete and then, you know, having to match up against a team that might not have had to compete as much. That's saying that the competition was lesser, but, you know, competition is competition. Some is greater, some is is, is not so good, and mm-hmm. uh, be able to get those opportunities. So um, huge shout-out to all the local coaches um, that I mentioned and, and, and even the ones that, you know, fell a little short, man. I think that this the greater Richmond area is – progressively moving forward with related to its competition and getting um athletes recognition across the board. Not just here in Richmond, but like I said, surrounding areas as well. Hopewell, Petersburg, they've been doing a great job, man. So sh- huge shout out to to all those folks doing yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, on that same kind of <laughs> uh competitive realm of things, right, I had a conversation with uh a friend of mine. Um a couple of weeks ago, and the question was posed to me at that time, do I feel like, um, and it, we're talking about football, like do I feel like a young athlete, like a kid playing youth sports, benefits from greater competition um, related to, like, their leads. So we know that in the Richmond area, you know, I'm going stick, to stick to the Richmond area because that's what I know best, there are probably over a half dozen leads, Um just to throw something out there, you know, you have like, you know, you have Metro, you have AYF, you have E2E. Chesterfield has like two or three leads. They got the CQL, and then they also so also some of those teams compete in some of the other leagues that I mentioned. So there are too many to count leads mm. within the area, and so conversation that we had more or less included like does a kid need that exposure on maybe uh, a broader level of competition, such as an AYF? So, like, AYF competes locally, so you compete against other AYF teams who are local, and then the hope is that you're able to conquer your local competition, and then you move on to, like, nationals where they have them in Florida, and you're competing against teams within your region, which can stretch from Virginia to Maryland to D.C. to Northern Virginia, um, Florida, Texas, all those teams, and you're in – you're competing against other other kids who are your age and you know are from other places so the question was posed to me that do i think that that matters for, for for kids who are competing and coming up like or to the contrary if a kid is just good and he's competing locally it makes no difference if he's competing against teams from west virginia or if he's competing from teams from <laughs> the West End of Richmond, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, what are your takes toward r- related to that? <clears throat> do you think that a kid, from a kid c- competition standpoint, that it makes a kid better or worse competing against other talent from other places? What do you think about that?
1: I mean, I think it's, I basically think, you know, if a kid pretty much dominating the Richmond area, then I want to see him dominate all around the world. Like, so I, me personally, I think, he can be good here, but you're only well, you know, you only well known here in this area. Right. So if he go to Florida and then, you know, he pretty much put in the work there, he's on a different level. So he's going to get recognized and, you know, he getting recognized in a different state and people are pretty much, you know, know about him more than, but I really don't agree with, like, you know, if you dominate in this area, then you just a good talent, like, these days, you know, football being at, you know, um, <clears throat> pretty much they, you know, like you traveling a lot in football as well. So, yeah. and they have a lot of camps throughout the year. So, you want to, a lot of people want to see this talent. Like, me and you can, we can call a guy from Oklahoma and he can be like, well, I got this guy in Oklahoma. He's dominating. Mm-hmm. We never seen him. Right. We can see YouTube videos or whatever in Oklahoma. We want to see him come to Virginia. He can come to Virginia and the table's turn. I agree. So, you know. I.
0: So, and this is my opinion. I think that, so, <clears throat> respectfully, I personally think that related to that particular question of does it matter? Because personally, I've had, I mean, I have a child, right? My son. Uh, I, I've seen both ends of the coin. I've seen, My son competed, started off in Metro. He competed um, in in Metro for a number of years. And then this past year, we um, got a taste of the AYF life, and he competed in the AYF um, lead. And so I I was able to kind of see just from a parent's standpoint the differences in competition. And so I think that really the answer to that question depends on perspective. One's perspective, which could be different. I don't think it's a right or wrong answer. I don't think it's necessarily a situation where you can say, well, this league is better than this league. I think it's whatever you as a parent, whatever you as a student, as a young athlete look to as far as what it is, like your end goal is. Because there are just some athletes, we've seen them, Oh, you know, from when I was growing up, you were growing up. Even yeah. now, yeah. there are some athletes, young athletes, who are just dogs. You see yeah, it from a, nature, so. you. You see it at an early age, six, yeah. seven years old. You're like, "Yo, he's gonna be a problem, yeah. right?" And I don't think that for that athlete, he some of some athletes just can compete wherever you put them mm. in a local league. You put them in a league that's competing nationally. They're they're gonna be competitors, I agree. and and some of them just have that natural God-given talent to compete regardless. And then you have the other 85 to 90% of, of, of young athletes who are gonna progress through time. And that's not to say that those young athletes can't progress to be division prospect, one prospects, division two prospects or recruits. It's yeah, yeah. just saying that there a lot of those young athletes are products of their systems, right? And True. so for me, I think that the bigger answer to that depends upon solely how they're being coached. Right? Do we have enough quality coaches, regardless of what league these children are playing on, to be able to enhance their abilities so that if, let's say, you don't compete on a national level until you get to high school, um, are you ready for that? In today's time, kids are competing at camps, right? Kids are earning scholarships at camps. I've never seen nothing like it before where you can go to a camp and come away with, I'm talking about with t-shirts and shorts and come away with a a, a offer. Like, that's yeah. unbelievable. It's unremarkable. It's unheard of. So, again, to put things in perspective, I don't think it's a right or wrong answer to that. I think it really depends on perspective. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm going to always encourage parents to do what they feel like is, is in their children's best interest. I just think that some, you know, I don't think it's fair for some to be one side related to, oh, this elite, it's, this lead is better because it might be better for your kid, yeah. but it might not be better for kids in general. So it's all about perspective. It's all about, you know, that at the end of the day, your kid's going to have to work regardless of they're competing because you could be a lackluster or a mediocre athlete nationally as you could be one locally. Yeah, that's but if true. you're in a good system, you coach, you have that will, that determination to progress and continue to get better, I think, like, those traits follow you as you get older as you mature and so if you have a a a young athlete who's willing to put that work in regardless of where they're competing or how they're competing it's going to be in them and it always gives them a chance Um, but i do think that there are some pros and cons to having like we talked about that dog athlete with god-given talent who might only be competing competing locally because then when they get to a level let's say later on in life where they're competing (laughs) With athletes from other places, it might be kind of a cultural shock to them. We've seen that too. Like people are the man here, and then they get to the collegiate level, you're like, yo, what happened to such and such? And it's like, I don't know. He got to you know competing against other
1: people his age, and it didn't work out. Man, most of the time, like you know me and you know this too. It's more like like kids be good, and then like when they get older, be well, not even older, but. They'll be good, but then they'll get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. It's always, a you know, a mental thing as well. like It's a mental aspect for sure. Yeah, it's because they, like a kid be good and they can go to a camp and then one guy can outdo them, like mentally he might be messed up mm-hmm. and probably tell his parents, look, I, I'd rather, uh, you know, not play football anymore. Because, I mean, we've seen it happen before. Absolutely. Time so, and time again. Yeah, but I, I feel like, you know, if the kids put in the work, like you said, it doesn't matter what. Um, what league they play in? Mm-hmm. Like, as long as they put in the work, it can be the lower league. But when you meet that guy that's number one, and you playing against his team, and you outwork him, it's because you put in the work. Right. So I mean, it really don't matter. Yeah, right. So um, perspective. So it's
0: a great answer. All right. Um, moving on, we talked about the mental aspect a little bit. Um, what what better mental capacity? What better mental strength? What better Mental patience. I'm just gonna name a few um, things that come to mind. We we'll talk about this next topic of uh Sean Watson. Oh
1: man. hey Damn! Yeah. I, I,
0: are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? What? 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 Yeah! Y'all ready to play some football? I, Ah, and we're back. Deshaun Watson, Swain. Tough topic, man. Tough topic to say the least, man. To catch people up. Mr. Deshaun Watson, um, within a, it's been a whirlwind of a, a year. We'll start there for a broader view of things. Catch folks up who might not be up to date. Deshaun Watson um, is a professional quarterback in the NFL who, a little over a year ago, um, ironically, I'm going to say coincidentally, um, requested a trade from then the Houston Texans basically said he wanted out he he did not he no longer wished to play there um coincidentally shortly thereafter um out of the woodworks over two dozen um sex offense allegations came out um related to Deshaun and some you know allegations related to some inappropriate um sexual activities from again over two dozen different women I think it it, it ended up being over like 24, 25 um, accusations that he had, 22 accusations that he had. Um, but some had gotten dropped, I think. So that's why I said I think it was a little bit more. Um, but nevertheless, fast forward to two weeks ago, um, they decided not to take um, legal action. Where well, they said he couldn't be tried criminally. Uh, with those sex um accusation allegations, I'm gonna call them. And so that kind of so Deshaun did not play football at all last year. Um like he set out the year, um, obviously with that the legal stuff <coughs> pending and him not wanting to be in Houston. I think it was a mix of just like him like standing down with like I'm not playing with y'all no more. Like, I will sit out. And crazy thing is he collected over 14 million dollars in salary despite not playing it down. So I don't know like, how much of a, uh, a a loss that was for him. And Houston didn't have a good year, per Houston. Yeah. And um, so, nevertheless, to so fast forward, catch us up. We're here now. Um, Deshaun was traded, all right, a- after the news came, after the news broke that he wasn't going to be legally charged, or criminally charged with those accusations, allegations. Um, he was then traded to um, Cleveland. But prior to that... He went through a series of kind of like courtships where he met with a few um, organi- organizations. I think the, um, obviously the Browns were one. He met with, I think, representatives from the Falcons, the Panthers. Um, and initially the reports were he had like told Cleveland, like, he was out. Like, I, I, you guys are out of the running, right? Um, I'm either gonna look to play in New Orleans or I think Atlanta were like initially the reports, the rumors that he was gonna try to end up going there. And then like a day later it was like breaking news that he went to um the cleveland browns and ended up signing um an extension so he had already remember deshaun had already signed for an extension like a year or two before he set out and then came back and signed like a five-year 230 million dollars was it like deal um all of which is guaranteed i believe Crazy a quarter billion dollars um so my question is do you think Deshaun can, can, can continue to have a successful career based on what's happened and transpired in the last year, or do you think, like, his legal stuff will ultimately catch up to him?
1: Like we talked about earlier, it's more like, you know, where he's at mentally. Mm-hmm. I think it starts there, but Deshaun's a good athlete, so I think, you know, he'll still put up the same numbers if or better. You know, he got a good core there in Cleveland. They got a good defense. Um, good receivers, probably the best two running backs in the league in his backfield. So combination. Yeah, so I mean, I think he's gonna do numbers. I think he's gonna do good. I'm rooting for him. Rooting for him. And as far as the contract, like Fat Joe said, yesterday price is not the day. <laughs> price. So I mean <laughs> go ahead and get your money, Deshaun. I ain't mad at that.
0: Not at all. So Okay. Um I disagree with you for. I think that his career is done. I think that he's going to get paid regardless. Yeah. Right? Like he going he got the bag, you know. But Cleveland is just such a Cleveland is going to be Cleveland. I said that in a previous show and I got a lot of flack. But it's the Cleveland Browns, man. Like <laughs> I mean, the market in Cleveland isn't great. Um the 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 franchise itself is just so it's just so trashy. I mean, Cleveland has never won um Ever like I mean last year they had a, a solid team they were like eight and seven, but I mean who would want to play in Cleveland like it, it, it I I would not want to play in Cleveland for two hundred thirty million dollars yes I would play in Cleveland yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. th- to my point I don't think he ever wins big in Cleveland I don't think he ever wins a Super Bowl in Cleveland. Um, could they make the playoffs? Maybe. But you look at that division at the end, you still got Pittsburgh, who we'll see how they bounce back outside of uh, the Ben Roethlisberger area. But yeah. Pittsburgh historically has been consistent for the last two decades. right? You got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, who, I mean, to me, Lamar's the top five quarterback in the league. right? And then you got the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, who I probably would have said the same thing about them before the year started. Cincinnati would be Cincinnati. But they showed us that, like, they got a young stud in Joe Burrow. So you yeah. put him in that division, I think they're still the, the bottom feeders at the division um, until Cleveland can show me that they can build around um, Deshaun the right way. Because again, remember, they still have had some of their quality cornerstone guys depart in free agency or through trades. And when they've got a stud on defense in Miles Garrett, oh, yeah. who, who's an all pro defensive end, I don't take anything from him. He's amazing. And then they do have that two-headed monster in the backfield, which I think can help them compete. I mean, they were competitive last year. But to say that they'll compete and I, I mean, I can name four teams right now that I think that they're less than as currently constructed. I think that the Chiefs are still, despite trading Tyreek Hill, leaps and bounds better than them. I think the Ravens are better than them. Cincinnati, Cincinnati certainly – um, is better than them. I think you look at the Chargers. You see what they did. Oh yeah. They, they, man, the Chargers ain't playing. They, no, they, 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 they've got a good team. I think Indianapolis, depending on how Matt Ryan can adjust, being recently acquired. It's, it's
1: Matt Ryan, though. At the end of the day, Matty it's Ice. Matt Ryan. Yeah, What's man? Yeah, well, the ice melted. Now He's done. He's a. He, he won done an MVP. It. What you he mean? Done to me. He? What he? What has he done in the last few years? Who has he had in the last few years since Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, he, he had Riley. I mean not Riley really, yeah, Calvin really. That was betting on games. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about before the end, then he got, then he had the number one, um, the number one tight end coming out of college. So I he's mean, a rookie though. Yeah, but he was good. Okay, Matt, Matty I, Ice messed up a lot of their games. Like I said, the ice melted. Now he, he might do something, but he's not gonna do like he's not that, gonna he's not gonna put up those. You looking for the Matty Ice that took them to the Super Bowl that year? He. We won't see him again.
0: Uh, okay, that's a th- that's a topic of conversation for another day. Let's stick with Deshaun. He won't win a Super Bowl. He won't win big. Um, I think as a talent, I agree with you that he's a, he's a tremendous talent. Oh yeah. Uh, but in the city of Cleveland, he pro- he went to possibly the worst organization in the NFL historically. Um, it's the Browns. Yes, the trash bag over your face, over your head, Browns. They won't win much, and um, for that reason, I think he could have made a better decision. I would have loved to see him in New Orleans or Atlanta. Things like this, the, the, yeah. this that cultural, just that culture that they have in, in both places, I think he could have won. I mean, those two teams have certainly been to Super Bowls over the, the, the past decade with Drew Brees and your, the guy you just talked about, Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, that city of Atlanta in general. I, I would have liked to see him there for other reasons, but obviously he chose what he chose, got paid. I mean, I think he would have got paid regardless. Um, but to me, I think that that also puts in perspective for some of these players like, how how important is winning versus how important is you getting paid, like competing and getting right. paid? Because if you're going to sign a quarter billion dollar deal, I mean, realistically, that's, that's going to be a third of your team's salary every year for the next five years. Yeah. How much can you really expect them to build around you with you being the highest paid athlete ever? And then secondly, you know, I mean, to me, that either says that he has super confidence in... Being able to uplift whoever's around him, which I don't think that's true, because he didn't necessarily do that in
1: Houston. I mean, we saw him play with DeAndre Hopkins, and they had some talent there, and and it wasn't to me, it wasn't bad in Houston. It was more so like I can't remember exactly how the defense, but I don't think the defense was really that good to be honest. They had Watts, and then who else after that?
0: They had JJ Watt. They had some of those guys. It has a quality. It didn't have like a top defense, but any defense with JJ Watt. Cause I remember, you know, even after they
1: played, when they played Brady and them, when Brady was in, um, with New England, mm-hmm. Brady even said out his own, mouth, "Yeah, this guy gonna be great." So you think he'll win a Super Bowl in Cleveland? Oh yeah, like he got weapons around him. He got, like I said, the two-headed. It, so monster. I, I just
0: named five teams <laughs> that, that that have quarterbacks in their prime. Uh, yeah, you think
1: he gonna beat one of those five teams? Yeah. For first of all, you said the Chiefs. The Chiefs definitely not winning with Juju. We might as well put my daughter a receiver. <laughs> and the number one receiver, if you gonna put Juju there, he's not a number one. No. I mean I, my daughter I agree. can tick tock and she can catch. So I mean, I mean what's the
0: difference though? She can stay healthy, right? Yeah, exactly. I the Chiefs are gonna be better than the, the Browns. He, Deshaun will never win a Super Bowl in Cleveland. I'm 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 gonna stand firm on that. If they do, I'll be the first to say I was wrong. So you
1: don't you don't you don't believe in Amari Cooper either? <laughs> huh? Did Jerry Jones believe in Amari Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> <He> was, <laughs>
0: Enough not to trade him. He did good. Amari Cooper is nothing better than a second receiver. What? He he's his be, his best days are past him. So if you if you're banking on Amari Cooper being uh, the savior in Cleveland, then I think you're sadly mistaken, my brother. I don't think that they will at all win big. I don't think they might make
1: the playoffs. Honestly, first of all, he had an inconsistent Dak Prescott. He was inconsistent. I agree. And he still
0: Dude, put up I, numbers he, though. Yeah, I mean, so, he and he suffered injuries
1: as he normally does. So and then we don't know. We really don't know how Deshaun. I, I think Deshaun's still gonna look good. So I think so too. Yeah, as a player, yeah. I think he'll put up numbers. Yeah. I'm
0: saying as a as, but as a team, do I think that that team? I got. I wouldn't be surprised to see Deshaun Watson in the MVP conversation next year. Oh yeah. But as a team, the Cleveland Browns, as an organi- organization, aren't far off from the Dallas Cowboys. They. Or a crappy <laughs> organization. Yeah. I'm gonna say it, and I get flagged for it. That's cool. I wear that, and they mm-hmm. won't win. So that's my take on it. Um, and I respect <laughs> others. But if again, if I'm wrong, and Cleveland wins the Super Bowl, I say B. Swain, you was right, man.
1: But I don't think we're gonna be having that conversation anytime soon. So, so you, do you think? Do you think Houston a good organization? Because, the Rockets? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rockets. <laughs> Might as well say the Rockets. The Texans? Because, no, I don't. Because yeah, because um, the guy from this is a guy from here. I can't remember his last name. Dwayne. Um, I can't remember his name. He was a Dwayne was, Brown. Yeah, Dwayne Brown. Yeah, he left Virginia because Tech. of things with organ things going on with the organization. He, yes. you know, he uh, pretty much stated his opinion about something. No, no, no. So
0: I'm not upset with him. No, I think Houston's a crappy organization as well. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm not at all putting the blank. I'm just saying from my perspective, if I was Deshaun, which I'm clear, I'm not even close. Yeah. Um, I would have maybe went somewhere where you know, because like I mean, he had all that stuff with the legal stuff, sliding to me came out in this first press conference, but from a cultural shift and like really winning. Because I'd assume that Houston, I'm not sorry, uh, I'd assume that New Orleans. Or Atlanta like wouldn't have been opposed to visiting his deal. I mean, they might not have wanted to go as far as two hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, but I'm sure they would have wouldn't have been opposed to saying, okay, what's your number? $200 million, 210 million. Like I'm, 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 and again, we haven't gotten reports as related to you know what those offers look like or if they were opposed, yeah. but. I don't know. I'm just I'm not in favor of the location. Like I love Deshaun. I think he's a tremendous talent. I hope to see him have individual success, but as a team, I don't see them winning. Nor do I do Houston. So like he went from a bad situation to a bad situation. <laughs> like yeah, you. Right I mean, that. he's playing. He's gonna get. He when it's all said and done, um, he'll 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 have um, a lot of money, right? But that that that's just what that'll be. Uh, my next question is. Related to Deshaun, um, <clears throat> you think he'll be suspended?
1: That's a good question. Um, I'm hoping he don't, but being that he has all of these things going on, like the case still open, um, well, no, I'm going to say no. I don't think he he won't get Because he already, he already been out for a year. It, yeah. So, yeah, he won't get suspended. I don't think so. Do you think race has anything to do with it? Race? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Like, in terms of if he gets suspended, because my thought automatically takes me to Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yeah. He, he was a quarterback for the Pittsburghs, retired quarterback. He had that controversy, which was, I mean, it was a situation of sex. I can't remember the details of it, but, like, yeah. and, like, he was suspended, right? But he did, like you said, I think the difference with Sean and past situations, because we've never seen a situation quite as complicated like he technically he did not play for a whole year he technically wasn't suspended yeah but he he was placed on I think the commissioner's exempt list Mm -hmm. uh, which technically wasn't in suspension but it was like hey take care of your legal stuff and then like we'll address the football stuff later but like you need to get that resolved but to me like what's the difference like it's basically saying like you're, you're paid I mean you're suspended with pay basically is how I took it so like I think race has a, has has oh yeah is gonna have a impact with it and Roger Goodell can say it won't as he probably will yeah um, I think he will get suspended which is why Cleveland has been a bit hesitant and I, I heard rumors surfacing as far as Baker Mayfield and that situation was crazy too because you got <laughs> Baker like it's like a bad relationship like a trade me and he's like nah yeah. like you in the contract and he, and now it's like. You're gonna stay here until we say you get traded. Like, so it's unfortunate for him. But I mean, it's not from what I'm hearing, it's not a lot of interest with Baker Mayfield anyway. Yeah. Related to somebody wanting to trade for him. Now, if he gets released, somebody might say, hey, we'll bring him in for an opportunity. But nobody's gonna be willing to give up first, second, maybe even the third round pick for Baker. So it's nah, like, they not. what what do you get back for him? I think though, they won't make a decision on Baker until they have clarification from the league. As to and like Baker will be like there, he'll be there. Um, their their ex girlfriend who uh, who you call it when uh, you keep a girl. He'll <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he'll 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 just be he'll be the backup. Yeah, right. Much. He'll be and if Deshaun gets suspended, you are gonna play until he comes back and then yeah. then we'll release you.
1: It's unfortunate, but it's business at the end of the day. Yeah, it's definitely a business, but uh, at the end of the day, I feel like is he gonna play though? They can say all right, Deshaun's suspended. We need you to um, we we want you to fill in this role, but it's up to him if he want to play. He can sit out. That, that's true, especially if there's a disagreement with him and the organization. So never know. Which takes me to my
0: original point: Cleveland is a mess of an organization. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that's you know what it comes <laughs> down to, man. To be in this situation, like it's just so messy. Yeah. Like it, it 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 to me in a bubble it. Everything I'm saying related to Cleveland being a mess. So we have like they just it's just controversy after controversy. I mean this is decades. I'm not saying like within the since the Jim Brown days, Cleveland has just not consistently been an organization. I mean you see, and I think that there are a handful of organizations. I'm not just picking on Cleveland, yeah. but like they just I mean they don't draft well. And yeah, yeah they drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall. <laughs> Every everyone was like, what are you doing? You get new GM, new GM who always comes in and they say the same things when turn turn around his franchise. And no one has done it, right? I mean, to be competitive and to compete are two different things. They've competed a couple of years, but like they haven't been competitive over the course of the last couple of years. Since I've been watching f- football, which since early 1990s, yeah. Cleveland has been irrelevant, which is how I could say they're a trash franchise. Yeah, that's a fact. So um, that's what that is. I'm talking about putting on right now. My mind's house house you with the out in front of... He's saving with that head up But we don't fight fair, bro All right, welcome back. Um, For our last topic for today, we're going to dive into um, March Madness, everyone's favorite. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So let me just start off by saying that Swain and I both are uh, diehard UNC Tar Heel fans. And our Tar Heels today play um, Cinderella Story this year, St. Peter's Peacocks. We're gonna beat them we're gonna beat them, we're gonna serve them boys up today.
1: Yeah, they too small. Yeah, so. we're gonna we gonna beat
0: them. I actually saw them play um when they play here locally, um, okay. they played VCU. VCU actually won that game. I think it was like the first game of the season I went to that game. I, I, I could have been, couldn't have imagined them being in the Elite Eight from that performance. I mean, and then like just the school itself. Like I had never heard of St. Peter's prior to that. Um so to see them. Get here obviously has been the Cinderella story, and every year you see a Cinderella story, which is why I think makes the tournament so exciting. Um, it's been one one um, thing I've seen, but I mean, all in all, it's been a, it's been an interesting. I'm glad to see like because last year, remember they canceled the tournament, or was it yeah. year before last? Um, I
1: think it was last year. Last year they
0: canceled the tournament, and then now to have basketball back, have fans in the stands, fans in the stands um, is two years ago, right? to have fans in the stands um it's tremendous yeah. to see that you know level of energy and it's great for those athletes man but um as long as duke doesn't win <laughs> i think <laughs> oh, we can agree man. on coach k is such a hypocrite and that's a, we can have a whole segment about that at a later time i mean that that guy i'm glad he's leaving i'm glad he's <laughs> this would be it for him i have no respect for that guy i mean oh, his his accomplishments as a coach for yeah. sure But I mean, he—he's a hypocrite. He's the biggest, one of the biggest hypocrites I've seen in in college basketball. I mean, to go from a stance where you were criticizing uh, Calipari for recruiting all the one-and-dones, and and then to a year or two later, that—that's what you become. And like your your success has hinged hinged on recruiting more one-and-dones than that. You're a hypocrite, man. Get out of here. Don't let the door (laughs) hit you. On the way out, man. Be glad, to, and I and I hate to see oh, them win man. it all. I was so glad when we beat them um, that his last home game, and, and I'd be even happier to see UNC beat them in a Final Four game. Yeah. Um, that 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 would like be a cherry on top for for everything related to to, to Carolina. But I'm hoping to see um, that be a, a, a great thing. So Final Four um, predictions. You've got it easier now because of when recording. Who who would you say I guess obviously for today's game, and then we'll take a step further from your your projected Final Four matchups. Um, give me uh, championship predictions based on
1: um, who you think is going to reach the Final Four. Um, I know you say you hate Coach K. Well, not hate him, but you can't wait for him to leave. So at the same time, um, I'll say Duke. Of course, they definitely will make it. No, well, they're there. Yeah. I'm talking about they they going to the national championship. Oh, but you man. did say final four, so let me retract. So we're gonna we're gonna beat St. Peter's. We're gonna beat St. Peter's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I wanna say, like, I wanna, you know, um, sorry to get off topic a little bit, but no. I do want to shout out Shaheen Holloway because yeah, a lot of Holloway. people don't know, like he was a McDonald's all American. He was nice. Played with Kobe, I got dude. to see him, yeah, he mm-hmm. played with Kobe in the game. I got to see him play in college. Yeah, he was a he was tough. A lot of people don't know that. And I honestly didn't know where St. Peter's was at until you know, I talked to my uncle the other day, um, and he was like, Yeah, St. Peter's, you know, that's in the hood. Mm-hmm. Jersey City, I was like, Oh wow, I never knew where it was at. So <laughs> for him to, you know, bring that team to, you know, where they are now especially and they they not they not big like a UNC or Purdue or anything like that. So, yeah, um I just want to say congrats to him, mm-hmm. but I think Kansas is going to win too. Kansas is definitely going to win.
0: So, how it's set up currently, and I'm not sure if you know. So, if UNC beats St. Peter's today, UNC will play Duke in the Final yeah. 4. Yeah. And so you're you're picking Duke over UNC is what I
1: heard you just say. I mean, I'm a UNC fan, so of course I want us to win. But you think Duke will be the only reason i say no, that's that. That's what you said. It's no, cool. No, I'm gonna, just making sure. We're going to win. I, I definitely think we're going to win. But the way the Cinderella story is set up and this is his last year, you never know how things are going to go.
0: So just so I'm clear, you Duke, you're picking Duke and Kansas to meet up in the championship.
1: No, I'm gonna pick UNC. I can't go <laughs> I, against. I'm us. just. I, I, I can't get go it. against us. I can't okay. go against us though. All right. Well. All right so it's us. It's us. Against, it'll be us against Kansas. So for sure.
0: so the so the, the projected. So if UNC beats the winner of UNC and St. Peter's will play Duke. Duke's yeah. already won. Yeah. Villanova's already won. So they're mm-hmm. sitting pretty. Um, and then the winner of Miami and Kansas will play Villanova. Yeah. Well, so it. So we've already got two tickets punched to the Final Four yesterday in Duke and Villanova. Yeah. Which man, Villanova is something special. Yeah. I was gonna say it's still. Right. And they're putting in every. Like every year they're in the Final Four. I feel like um, the Jay Wright's their coach, right? Yeah. Jay Wright, and, a tough and, coach too. He is. I love Jay Wright. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as I said, as a UNC fan, I I love I respect Jay Wright because yeah. they beat us in the championship a couple of years ago. So I'm from a distance, you know, loving what Jay Wright's doing over there. Um, I'd have to – I'm, I'm going to take a stance of – I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to say that uh, UNC will beat St. Peter's. I think it'll be yeah, a close game. Sure. I think it'll be a scrappy game. Yeah, I think definitely going be close. Um, Shaheen, Coach coach Shaheen will, will do well. But I'm going to pick, you know, UNC to advance, yeah. which will set up, I mean, wow, like chucking rivalry aside. I mean, it, it'll be so much going into that Final Four game with them in Duke, not even just from – this is Coach K's last year, but they beat you in your home court, your last game. Like that, that storyline is gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I will pick as a fan and just as a a basketball person. I think UNC has evolved to a, become a better team. I mean, they've yeah, got the inside-out game. Um, Caleb Love is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, Brady Manick. I mean, they, they've got they've got four guys in that starting five, as does Duke who can go for points. So I think yeah. it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward, it, but I'm going to go with my heart and say UNC. And then I'm going to pick Miami to upset Kansas tonight, um, mm. and which will set them up with a a, a, a matchup. I don't think they'll get past Solanova, so yeah. I'm going – my winners from today, I'm going Miami, I'm going ACC, all ACC. I'm going Miami, UNC to advance to the Final Four. I'm going through which means that'll be three or four teams yeah. from the ACC, which the ACC doesn't, has, has gotten some flack this year with not being as – I think they were saying like the bottom feeders in the ACC yeah. caused the, the conference as a whole to kind of be um, not as respected as some of the other conferences. But I'm going I'm to go three or four, 75% ACC. Uh, obviously, that'll, make, that'll uh, assure that an ACC team – is represented in the championship with with UNC winning today. I'm going to pick a final of UNC and Villanova, a rematch for you, Jay Wright. Respected. Okay. Um, only this time I'm going to choose UNC to avenge their loss years <laughs> ago, their heartbreaking loss today. Um, Definitely heartbreaking. And I'm going to pick UNC to win it all. I'm going with my heart. Um, <laughs> I said before this year started, well, I'm not going to say – I said before probably midseason – that I felt like it was going to be a surprise team that caught fire toward the middle to the end of the year that was going to win it all. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think that that team was going to be my team I didn't think at it would that be that either. But now we're here and seeing what they're doing. I'm going to pick UNC to win it all um, for those reasons just because they've gelled they've as a team. And, and, and Hubert Davis has those guys playing as a unit. Yeah. And we have everything else that I think – I mean, we have a big man in Armando Bacop, you know, and Brady Manick, who is playing out of his mind. And then our two guards, RJ Davis and Caleb Love, and then Leaky Black, Raquan Black, is playing great defense. I think that that factored in, we don't have a whole lot of depth in UNC, but I think that those yeah. five guys can wield the way. I think based on our guard play, if we can get what we got from Caleb Love for for two more games, oh yeah, it will be good. Um, but that's what I'm gonna pick. Any takes related to Today's game. You kind of frowned upon when I said Miami beating Kansas. You don't think they can beat them?
1: because I'm a Bill Self fan, too. Okay. So, Bill Self is a good coach. He's a great coach. He got a good coach. He got, yeah, you right. great. I mean to say good. Um, He's a great coach. He got great – not not great play. He got a good pl- – he got g- a good team. He has a good team. So, and they play good ball together. Like, they play together. And they play good team defense. That's so, cool. that's why I'll pick them. Miami, I like Jim Laranaga. Laranaga, he's um, – Lara Nigga, I'm sorry. He's a good coach. Yeah. But at the same time, I've never been a real Miami fan. So, I mean, of course, me not being a fan, that doesn't, you know, change the outcome. They might win. But at the same time, I'm going with Bill Self. He's always been in the big games. Yeah, You know, he know how to, you know, coach his team up to win, so – I think he they'll definitely get the victory.
0: Kansas is definitely the safe bet. I'm gonna say. Oh yeah. But um, thinking outside the box is March Madness, so you never know what happens. Yeah. Um, as evidence, by what St. Peter's is doing, I just hope they their <laughs> rain their rain ends tonight. I know. Um, uh, but we'll see, man. It should be makes for make for a, a great Sunday of basketball. Oh yeah. And um, and then the next uh, ne- next weekend relate, regardless of who wins, a um, Final Four basketball to cap off
1: the college basketball season. Wow. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, man. But I'm interested yeah, we, to see what, what happens. We'll see. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I know I don't. I do not suppose to like Duke because I'm a UNC fan. But right. at the same time, that starting five and a six man off the bench, like they got killed coming off the bench, that's tough. Yeah. They you, got they you, got you, you everything stay over there with that. I'm not going. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> they're not going to beat us. They're not going to beat us, but it's going to be a yeah. good game. You, I think we can beat them. You sound
0: like you flirting with the enemy, man. I ain't going to no, condone that. No, I mean
1: I. I honestly like the year they had Zion and Bird. Like you knew. I mean, if you seen them play, you was like, oh, it's hard to stop this team. But we did beat them. We did beat them one game that year, right? Am I correct? You are correct? Yeah. So yeah, we just lost to them Zion. in the championship. In the the ACC tournament.
0: And that hypocrite coach, it it is what it is. So we'll see. It should should make for good basketball either way, (laughs) though. Um, On that note, folks, we're going to put a bow on it. Um, Greatly appreciate those who are sticking with us. And then welcome new listeners to join us as well. Um, It's your boy K. Jeff signing off for another episode of the Unashamed Sports Podcast. If you haven't already, like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts I'm sorry as well as Spotify and, and, and go and link, tap into the fa- the podcast the Family Podcast Network um, as well to catch some um, exclusive data um, and content there so see, until next time we'll see y'all be blessed enjoy peace